verse 9. <clears throat> we'll be there in a second, but uh, we're picking up on page uh, 103 in our books. <clears throat> and uh, we'll be in Matthew chapter 6 here in just a few minutes. Um, we've been talking about prayer and the importance of prayer and the different aspects of prayer in our lives. Um, uh, we ended last week on page 103 and where uh, it says that prayer, pray with a plan. And uh, we talked about that. Uh, uh, I, I have a plan. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't, I don't always follow it every day. Sometimes I will purposely uh, not do that, uh, mainly so that if I get stuck in a, in a, in a rut, um, that's, that's usually not a good thing. So I like to kind of switch things up periodically, but I do have a plan that I, that I pray, I pray through. Uh, so pray, pray, pray with a plan. Now, when Jesus, <clears throat> Jesus's disciples asked him to teach them how to pray, uh, in Luke chapter 11, verse one, he gave them what we call, uh, the, the model prayer, the Lord's prayer or whatever, however you want to word it, Matthew chapter six. Uh, let's start reading in verse 9. Uh, After this manner, therefore, uh, therefore, pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on uh, in earth uh, as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our, <clears throat> our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the uh, power and the glory forever. Amen. And a couple of weeks ago, I gave you my perspective on the Lord's Prayer. And now we're going to look at the author's perspective. It's, some of it's the same, some of it's different, but that's, you know, that's okay. Um, but anyway, uh, it, he starts out here, uh, Our Father which art in heaven... Uh, pray in in confidence uh, of your he- of your relationship with the Father. Um, be confident of who you're talking to. Uh, in in uh, uh, I was giving some counsel to somebody recently and who is struggling in their prayer life. And one of the things that I I tried to communicate to them is the fact that you are praying to a a holy God. Uh, you know, be confident in that. Uh, hallowed be thy name. Worship God in your prayer time. Spend time worshiping God in your prayer time. Um, I think out of all of the time that I spend in prayer, that is one of the things I enjoy the most, is just reflecting and worshiping God. Thy kingdom come. Uh, Pray wanting God's kingdom uh, to be advanced. Uh, Thy will uh, be done in earth as it is in heaven. Pray with uh, submission to God's will. Uh, <clears throat> you know, we talked about this, I think it was last week. If, if you pray for God's will in, in your life to happen, be prepared for what God has for you. Don't, don't pray that and then say, okay, I didn't mean it that way. You know, God's will for our lives can take us down 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 pathways that we're not always ready to go down. But if you want God's will in your life, pray for it and be prepared for what God has for you. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, God's God's will for our lives may not always be what we want it to be, but it's always the best. It's always the best. Uh, give us. <clears throat> Give us this day our daily bread. Ask God to meet your needs uh, and and the needs of others. Uh, we all have needs. Uh, I have I have things that I pray for regularly that uh, needs that my wife and I have physical needs. Um, don't don't be don't be afraid to ask God to to meet those needs. Just and we talked about this. Just make sure your 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 need list is not your want list. <laughs> that's two that's two different lists, by the way. Okay, just saying. We don't need New York strip. No, we do not need New York strip. Although we still have three in the freezer. <laughs> uh, 
Oh man, it, it, it would be a mess. It, you know, I, I, I remember one time, I, I, I remember one time, I was absolutely convinced that God needed to answer a, a specific prayer. I mean, I was absolutely convinced. And I prayed, I, I believe, if my memory serves me correct, I even fasted, and I, I, I knew that it was the will of God. But looking back, <laughs> I am so glad he did not answer that prayer. <laughs> well, he did. He did. Yeah, he just didn't do it the way I wanted him to do it. So, uh, yeah. So, we, yeah, we, we need to be really careful there. Um, uh, and uh, forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. Uh, don't, don't harbor bitterness uh, or unforgiveness in our hearts. I, I, I read an article... I wish I'd have saved it, but I read an article uh, not too long ago. I think it was during COVID, um, written by a doctor. And the doctor said something to the effect of that hospitals today would be about half, half of the patients currently in hospitals today would not be in the hospitals if it weren't for bitterness. It, 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 it affect bitterness will eat you alive. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know if that statement that that doctor said is true, but I have personally seen the effects physically of what bitterness will do. And, and, and to put it in good Southern lingo, it ain't good. It'll, it'll destroy you physically. <clears throat> the next blank here, or, or not blank, the next statement. Uh, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Ask God to help you overcome temptation. I, I do it all the time. <clears throat> Ask God, you know, and, and and something else that we can do. Uh, this is not part of this. This is just a thought that came running through. <laughs> Put safeguards in your life to prevent you from temptations. You know, just be smart. God gives you common sense. You know, if you have an addiction to something, stay away from it. You know, I mean, it's really pretty simple. You know, before, when when I got saved, I was an alcoholic. And to this day, I don't even, I, 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 the only time I walk down the aisle of the grocery store where they sell alcohol is if I absolutely have to. For and and that that's very very seldom. I will. Melanie drives her crazy because I'll go clear out of the way because I I don't I don't even want to see it. Put safeguards in your life. <clears throat> I wanted her. I wanted her to work there. <laughs> well, back then I was skinny, but. Right. Yes. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Uh, pray with a heart for God's glory to be advanced. Uh, you know because. Is is that not what it's all about? It's not about it's not about us. It's about him. Then he he gives a he gives an acrostic here that I I really like this acrostic. I I had never seen it before uh, before I read this book the first time. Uh, but some people have found the following acrostic. Uh, for the word acts, uh, helpful to guide them in their prayer time. Letter A uh, stands for adoration. Uh, praise God for who he is. Tell him 
how thankful you are for his goodness uh, to you, his holiness, etc. C stands for uh, confession. Uh, ask God to bring to mind any sin you've not already confessed to him and ask him to forgive you. T stands for thanksgiving. Thank God for recent blessings and answers to prayer he is he has given and then s stands for uh, supplication bring your request before the lord pray uh, for your needs as well as the needs of others uh, and then he goes on as you uh, begin to spend regular time in prayer you will find that your prayer life will grow and, and that is that is true the more time that you spend praying the more time you want to pray. <clears throat> I don't know about you, but there have been seasons in my life where where prayer has been a chore. Y'all ever been there? But the more you pray, uh, the more uh, the more you'll want to pray. Uh, prayer is fellowship with God. Uh, prayer is not simply a method of transaction for asking and getting. I love that sentence. I have it underlined. <laughs> uh, under, underline that sentence. That's, a, that's an incredible sentence. Uh, prayer is not a method of transaction for asking and getting. Uh, it is part of our needful communication with God because communication is part of a relationship. It is vital that we keep that relationship right. Um, most of us in this room are married, and it would be easy to uh, to illustrate this because what kind of a relationship would my wife and I have if we didn't talk? You know, I, I mean, honestly. One of the, you know, most of you know that Monday is our day off and or my day off, and and we spend usually every Monday together, um, and you know most of the time we're in Reno doing shopping and running around running errands and stuff, but the main purpose of that is just so that we spend time alone talk, communication, and that's and that's really what prayer is, is it not? Yes. Prayer partner is a big thing. It is big. One, another thing that, you know, I have, uh, are you hot, Charity? Okay, let me. <clears throat> okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what, another thing, yeah, I want to encourage you. I, I, I mentioned this, I try to mention this uh, a couple times a year, but Bob and Rick... And and Brandon, I think, uh, but I know Bob and Rick do. What time do you guys get here in the on Sunday mornings? Ten o'clock. They get here at ten o'clock to pray for the service, and they they sit back here in the office and 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 they just pray together, and, and I praise God for that. But I'd like to see that number grow. You know. Another thing they started doing in the last in the last year or so is uh, this morning Rick and Rick and Brandon pulled me aside and we went back to the office and 
and, and they, they prayed for me. And, and I praise God for that. Because, you know, prayer, prayer is important. And, and, and we need to pray. We, we need to pray. Anything else before we go on? Because this next section is, is super important. Okay, your next blank then. <clears throat> Beware of hindrances to prayer. Beware of hindrances to prayer. I, I Again, I, I was on the phone today with someone uh, struggling with some things in his life, and, and I, I spent some time talking to him about hindrances because he made the statement, and, 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 and I've heard this statement countless times. He said, I feel like my prayers are bouncing off the wall, that God is not listening to me. And, and, I, and so then I, I, had, I, I explained to him that there are hindrances that we have when we put, when we, when we have sin in our lives, it separates our fellowship from God. What is God's greatest attribute? Good guess. Anybody else? His holiness. Okay. How do how do and we've talked about this before? So you should know the answer to this. How do we know that holiness is God's greatest attribute? Okay. Every time. Well, I, well, I think every time, the majority of the time, when it refers to God's holiness, it refers to him as holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Now, his other attributes, they don't, they, you don't see that the love, love, love is God. But God is holy. That is his greatest attribute. So when we come to a holy God to pray, what happens when we have sin in our lives? It becomes a hindrance, does it not? We were talking about that this morning. <clears throat> so wh what kind of hindrances do we have in our lives that, that pre prevent us from having a victorious prayer life. He gives us three here. The first one he talks about is unconfessed sin uh, hinders our prayers. Unconfessed sin. Psalm chapter 66, uh, verse 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Period. End of argument. He will not. If I regard iniquity in my heart, he will not hear me. Isaiah chapter 59, verses 1 and 2. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that he cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins uh, have hid his face from you that he will not hear. If we have unconfessed sin in our lives, he will not hear because he is holy. Because he's holy. David also concurred on this issue with his experience with God in Psalm chapter 66, verse 18. It's not in your book, by the way. I'm giving you an extra verse. <clears throat> Psalm chapter 66, verse 18. If I regard iniquity in my my heart, oh no, I guess it is the same one we just read. Sorry about that. I thought I, I thought I was had a new one for you. <clears throat> but David understood that when he when his heart was not right with God, that he, there was a a wall between him and God. So what is the remedy to that? Okay, confession, and we're 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 gonna we're actually gonna talk about that in a few minutes. But <clears throat> there there none of these hindrances are insurmountable. They can all be they can all be rectified. The next one is unforgiveness hinders our prayers. Mark chapter eleven verse uh, twenty five, and when you stand. 
pray, praying, forgive if ye have aught against any, for your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespass. First Peter chapter three verse seven. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them, uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, them according to the knowledge, giving honor to the wife as a weaker vessel, and as uh, being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. And we're going to talk about that one again in a few minutes. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> well, but you're going to, the, the, the unfortunate part of that is he, he, that individual is going to be miserable here on earth. And it's, a, it's just a sad, it, it's just a sad way to live. It turns into bitterness and, and, and <clears throat> Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and therefore, or excuse me, thereby, uh, many uh, may, be, uh, may be defiled. Those of you that are homeowners will hopefully, you know, not hopefully, maybe you'll understand <clears throat> what I'm talking about here. What, what does a root do when it's planted too close to a, a driveway? Or, or a tree with the root. Okay. I, um, my neighbor, bless her hearts, used to have a, a cottonwood. And it was right, stupid thing was right, right just in their property line. <clears throat> and that root came across the fence, of course, right under my patio, and and I ended up having to bust it out and, and redo it because it, it 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 got so so jacked up out of shape. But but you might be thinking, but wait a second, that's that's a big root because when that, when I had to pull it out, it was it was it was pretty good size. My point is this, was it always that big? No, it started off just a little teeny root. But what happened? It grew. And as it grew, it got stronger. And I've seen, I've seen as a contractor, I've seen roots uh, tear up foundations on houses, get in people's plumbing, and absolutely devastate septic systems. <laughs> I mean, it, it is amazing what roots can do. But if you were to look at one, just a little root, what damage could a little root do? And that's what bitterness does. If bitterness gets into our heart, and then the, the, the Bible calls it the root of bitterness, what is, what is it going to do? It's just going to keep growing and it's going to penetrate every part of your, your being and eventually it'll destroy you. I caught something as you were reading the verse though. You know, we talk, we talk about it eating up its own container, eating us up. But it says, and thereby many be defiled. Our bitterness affects everybody we touch. When you read that, it just, that phrase, many be defiled. I mean, you yes. know that personally. Oh yeah, body, oh yeah. I have a question for you. I want to I want to read it to you so so I don't I don't get it wrong. How can we expect God to pour out his blessings upon us if we harbor hatred and bitterness toward others? Just just think about that. A holy God. How how can we expect him to bless us? when we have that hatred and bitterness in our hearts. That, that, that's, that's not logical. 
In Matthew chapter 18, verses 23 to 35, I'm not going to read it right now, <clears throat> but we actually I preached it on it a while back. Uh, the 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 um, the ungrateful servant. You remember that story in the Bible? The uh, the ungrateful ser- servant. Uh, that story teaches us that God wants to forgive our sins. But what happens when we don't forgive? There's a a price to pay. There's a price to pay. And then the third third blank here. uh, Disregard for God's word hinders our prayers. Proverbs chapter 28 verse 9. He that turneth away his ear from hearing the law even his prayer shall be an abomination. <clears throat> well, I'll tell you what, you, you, don't, you don't pay attention to this book, don't bother praying. It's really pretty simple. It's not complicated. Yeah. <laughs> the Bible refers to several areas in our life that causes hindrance. When we live according to the flesh rather than the spirit, these hindrances can affect our prayer lives. Romans chapter 8 and verse 13, for if we live after the flesh, uh, ye shall die. But if ye live through the Spirit, but excuse me, but if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. I want to I want to I want to take a take a close look at this word mortify. What what do you think the word mortify means? Anybody? To kill? Okay. Anybody else? Really? Okay, it gives the idea to to absolutely destroy, not to just kill it, but to absolutely destroy it. So let me let me read this verse again and see if you can understand the context here. For if ye live after the flesh, ye, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. What did Paul say? I die what? Daily. He learned how to mortify the flesh. It was a daily, probably hourly process that we have to go through. He gave us three, three things that hinder. I want to I give you a few more. Uh, because there's more than just three. Uh, number four, uh, another way to uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I was I I, I messed up my own my own sentence here. Um, <clears throat> selfishness. Do you think selfishness would will hinder our prayer lives? Absolutely. Uh, when our when our prayers uh, become selfish, the the our, the motivation of our prayers is is what can I get? Uh, when when we see God uh, for what we want rather than what He wants, then our prayers become selfish, and He will not hear our prayers. First John chapter five verse fourteen. For this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Uh, Asking according to his will is the exact same thing to submitting to his will. The, 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 um, what do you, um, the health and wealth people, you know, uh, the, the Joel Olsteins of this world, you know, what do, what do they do? They tell you, oh, just just pray anything. And, and 
Yeah, the prosperity gospel, that's what it's called. Um, you know, that, oh, just pray anything. And, and, and uh, uh, Luke chapter 22, verse, verse uh, 42, uh, saying, uh, Father, if thou will uh, be willing, remove this cup from me. And nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Jesus, even Jesus was concerned about doing and praying for the will of God in his life. Right. I was so disappointed when I got saved. I was so disappointed when I found out that I was still going to have to go through difficult times. I, <laughs> I'm like... Yes. Right. I, I, I honestly thought, wow, I thought life was going to be so much easier <laughs> if I only had, I had no clue. Yes. Yeah, I got to explain something to you. Selfish prayers are those type prayers that are intended to gratify our flesh. Selfless prayers are those that are to point people to Jesus Christ. James chapter 4 and verse 3. Ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. Selfish prayers are ones that that will hinder your prayer life. Another thing that will uh, hinder effective prayer life is unbelief or doubt. This, this does not mean that uh, because we come to God... that he is somehow obligated to answer our prayers. Again, going back to the prosperity gospel people. Oh, if you have the confidence, if you only believe. That's not what this is talking about. Okay, that's, 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 not, what, that's not what I'm talking about here. Uh, <coughs> Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder, uh, re- rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We need to go to God in faith. I, I can, I'll be honest with you, I have prayed prayers, and as soon as I have said amen in my heart, I knew God wouldn't answer it. That's praying in doubt. I, I, I've, I've heard people say to me, I say, well, have you prayed about, you know, whatever it is? Oh, well, that's too big of a prayer for God. And, and, I'm, and I just kind of go, did I just hear what I, I think you said? <laughs> when we come to God in prayer, doubting. It is, it is literally an attack on his character. Think about that for a second. Our confidence must be in his ability to answer prayer according to his will. <clears throat> James chapter 1, verses 6 and 7, but let him... Ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like the wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. And let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. When we, when we allow doubt and confusion to take place in our hearts and our lives, then 
God will not answer our prayers. When we, when we allow life to dictate our actions instead of letting God dictate our actions, then life and circumstances are in control and we are like the, 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 <clears throat> the waves of the sea being tossed to and fro. There you go. There you go. And then number six, I got another one for you. This is the last one that I've got. Um, uh, conflict in the home is a de- definite obstacle to our prayer lives. Conflict in the home. Let me let me read you the verse. Uh, Peter specifically uh, identifies this in First Peter, and this is we we read this a moment ago. First Peter chapter three and verse seven. Uh, Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor to the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. So in other words, husbands, if you don't love your wife and treat her the way she's supposed to be treated, and you have conflict in the home, don't waste your time praying. Because God's not going to hear it. I love the part, dwell with them according to knowledge. It's because you know your wife. You know her. You know what makes her tick. You love her. I mean, so is, uh, yeah, exactly. You, you know, um, uh, this is not marriage counseling 101, but <clears throat> just very quickly, I want to I want to share something with you. <clears throat> the Bible says to husbands, love your wives. Is that is that right? Okay. Does anybody know where the Bible says to wives, love your husbands? It doesn't. It says to honor. Okay. What does no, it's not. It's, it's two completely different things. Okay? Wives are told to honor or respect their, their husbands. Husbands are told to love their wives. Why is that? No? Okay? You got it just the opposite. A woman needs love. And then the man needs respect. And I think it's probably and children. Yeah. The, vir- the virtuous woman, perfect example. Now, now it is. <clears throat> does that mean? See, see the problem. The problem when you get into conflict in in relationships and marriages is, well, I am not going to show my husband respect because he won't. Show me love. Or or vice versa. I've had it both ways. And 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 I take him to scripture and I show him, I say, this is a non-negotiable. Whether he loves you or, or whether he yeah, whether he loves you or not, doesn't matter. You are commanded to respect him. Yeah, it doesn't say if. And the same the same goes for men. If your wife, it doesn't matter. You love your wife unconditionally. And if you want your your prayers to be answered, you need to live like that. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22 to 24. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands. The word submit there, what does it mean? Does it mean to grovel? No. It means to honor. Wives, honor, submit your, your, yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, and even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. If you want a healthy, victorious prayer life, work hard at your marriage. Work hard. It's hard work. 
Hey, I know me. She has to work at even liking me, let alone anything else. <laughs> I mean, you know. Right. Yes. So, anybody anybody else know of a hindrance? Another hindrance? Yes. Anger. Anger. Absolutely. Yeah, it does, but it's still it's still there. You're you're angry. You you, you know what? <clears throat> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be transparent here for a minute. <clears throat> there was a time where I, I had somebody who worked for me that uh, me and him just, it was just constant conflict. He didn't like me. I didn't really care for him a whole lot. And th- there was a lot of conflict, friction. That's a good word. There, there was a lot of friction in the department I, 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 I managed. And <clears throat> for... For a couple of years, this this friction took place, and finally one day I, I was praying for this individual, and it was as though the Lord spoke to my heart and He said, "You know, Rick, quit praying for him and start praying with him." I thought, "Wow, that's kind of a an odd thing," but hey, he worked for me, so he had to do what I said. So I called him on the radio. I said, hey, I want you to come. I, I need to talk to you. And uh, <clears throat> he came into my office. We sat down and I said, okay, this is, this is, this is what's going to happen. I said, every single day at a given time, you and I, we're going to sit down for 15 minutes and we are gonna not, we're not going to just pray, but we're going to pray for each other. You're going to pray for me. I'm going to pray for you. And and you, you could see the the tension in his eyes. But you know what happened after about a week of that? We started looking forward to our time together. And that tension went away. Because you know what? It's one thing to pray for someone, but it's hard to be angry at somebody you are praying with. And I'll tell you what, it, it, it revolutionized the way I pray. So if you have conflict with somebody, try praying with them. It, it's, it's, an amazing, it's an amazing thing. Anybody else? Pride. Pride is a huge one. Anybody else? Yes. Unconfessed sin. Absolutely. Fear. Fear is a big one. Anybody else? See, the, uh, the, the, the problem is we can get so consumed with life. It, it, really, it really boils down to one thing. And that's what, this is what I was trying to communicate on the phone today. The problem is we are all sinners. And it's easy for us to allow things to come into our lives that will hinder our ability to pray to an almighty God. But you know what? God has given us a remedy for it all. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9. One of my favorite verses in all the Bible. It's on the next page here, page 106. Your, your next blank here. Restore fellowship through prayer. Restore fellowship through prayer. When we realize we have uh, a hindrance in, in prayer in, in our lives, how do we remove it? It's through prayer. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. If you know it, quote it. 
If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What an incredible truth. All we have to do simply, here here the author puts it, he says we simply confess our sin to the Lord and ask him to forgive us. Thankfully, God is faithful to always forgive us uh, when, when we do. I'm so thankful for that. All we have to do is go to him and ask for forgiveness, and he will forgive. What a blessing. See, there are so many obstacles that we can have in our prayer lives, so many things that, that, that can, can hinder our prayer lives, but all we have to do is ask God because we have an open channel to God to ask for forgiveness. What a blessing. Your next blank here. Plan a regular uh, 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 plan a regular prayer time. Plan a regular prayer time. Just I, I, again, I, I, I like to do my prayer time in the morning. That, that's my, my most effective time. Uh, other people do it in the evenings, and I, and I get that. Uh, but but get, get a regular prayer time where it's, it's the same time every day. It makes a difference. And then number two, uh, begin with a prayer list. Start a prayer list, even if it's uh, just things you scratch down on a piece of paper or, or you get a, a sophisticated prayer system like what, we, what, what we, we, we have here. Whatever you do, it doesn't matter. Just get a prayer list. Why is a, why is a prayer list so important? Anybody? Specific okay, specific prayers. What else? Keep you on track. Keep you on track. It, it helps me stay on track. What else? There you go. That, for me, that's the number one thing right there. I, I just, I'll forget. Right. Yeah. What what is it? You're always telling me paper is paper is for remembering. No, the brain is for remembering. Paper is for. No, paper is for remembering. The brain is for thinking. Yes. Yes. Our prayer notebook system that we have, we do have one left in the bookstore. I thought we didn't. So, one of the things she has is what she calls baseball cards, but they look like little business cards. And I keep a few with me, so if somebody says, hey, can you pray? Then I can write it down, and when I get home, I'll put it in my prayer notebook. And so, remind me to pray. I'm not that smart. Yeah. Yeah, I talked about it last week. Yes, ma'am. Mine is like, kind of like you were saying with the forgetfulness. I have to have a checklist for anything and everything, whether it's packing to go on a trip or shopping list or whatever. And if I don't have some way to check it off, I will not do it. Right. So mine, mine is in my phone. And I put that little bubble next to it so I can go, and then it's done. And it I'm not. I'm not techy enough to do it on my phone. <laughs> I need paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's an app out there somewhere for prayer list. I. I'm sure there's somebody. Somebody's. Somebody's. Somebody's done an app for prayer list. I'm sure. I, I have I have tried to get into that habit of 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 you know if somebody needs prayer I, you know obviously on a Sunday morning it's a little hard but you know if I'm out somewhere and I run into somebody I I try I'm trying to get into that habit Melanie's a lot better at it than I am I I don't always remember to that's a that's a great habit to get to get into yes ma'am did you have your hand up oh I thought I thought I saw Sharon put her hand up oh okay it was Tony. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Anybody else? 
Yes, sir. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. Keeps me on task. Keep definitely. Anybody else? Okay, we have about five minutes. Uh, so let's go ahead and we'll do the introduction here to this next section. And uh, then we'll be done for tonight. Uh, your your relationship with God's word. Uh, I, I cannot overemphasize this this section. This is this is going to be fundamental to our our growth and our walk with the Lord. Um, <clears throat> it starts off here. It says uh, in our first uh, study we saw God's word is, is infallible and unchanging. Uh, it was written by God through human authors and has been preserved for us. In this study, however, we will see our relationship to God's Word, how it touches us personally. God's Word is not only true. Let, let, me, let me stop there for a second. <clears throat> Recently, I was, I was talking with somebody who is struggling with a major... Uh, uh, um, issue in his life and as as I was talking with him I made this statement I said you know what I, I'm going to be perfectly honest my desire is not for me to change you somebody who's dealing with, with a, a type of, a, of, a, of addiction I said my, my purpose as a pastor is not to change you my purpose is to get you to love Jesus enough to, to let the Word of God change you. See, if I can change someone, what, what's going to happen when that individual runs into an obstacle? It won't last. See, if that, if that individual changes to please me, then it's 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 empty change. But if if the word of God changes his heart and life, then the change is permanent. You see it? Exactly. Or 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 what happens if if I let this individual down? You know, because I've said it a million times. If I haven't let you down yet, I will. Just hold on. It's coming. Yes. I, I couldn't hear you. Oh, right. Exactly. Exactly. But it's the, it's the Word of God that changes people's hearts. It's the Word of God that cleanses our minds. God's Word is not only true, it is life-changing. It can meet the deepest needs of our lives and answer the greatest questions of our hearts. In this study, let's examine how God's Word meets your needs, how you can access its power and wisdom, and how it can transform your life. And praise God for that. It's not the words of men that can change lives. It's, it is the word of God that can change lives. All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this day.